0: Who's back? Back again. Graham's back. They didn't really go anywhere, so I don't know why I'm singing this. Okay, let's get on with it. Sup, kids? So, by all accounts, I am. A millennial I know shocking right, I'm a person in their twenties, and I'm a millennial I'm, I'm you know I'm sticking to that so i I was the whole conversation of millennials came up again the other day, and it uh it never bothers me it's It's kind of one of those monikers which I've kind of just learnt to accept in the same way that um you you had punks and gen x's I think the main problem with millennials is that the name doesn't sound great; it's not a great name, it's the kind of name. People of a generation would above would pick, and that 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 is a thing. The problem with Gen X's was the name was picked by cooler people. Uh, <laughs> whereas for millennials, it was kind of eh, no, you know, it's, it's, someone wanted something to diminish, and then everyone just kind of decided to own it because why not? You know, we we stare into the void enough. We we may as well may as well do that. And I got thinking about it, and I, I kind of I've always understood the whole millennial. Uh, baby boomer, you know, what's the word? Gen Y. No, it's the the one Gen Z um, mix thing, uh, and why why there's such disdain between them? It's not particularly hard to figure out. You know, it's a whole generation underneath you who want to do things in a different way, uh, have different life experiences, and and generally just. just and it's going to cause problems, There's always going to cause problems, there's always been problems you know, you think back to World War Two and the generations which came through there they're going to have a completely different life experience to the children who came after them, and the people who came after them are going to have a completely different life experience again, so you're always going to have these different views on life Um, but I, it it got me thinking, it got me thinking as to well, not how we could solve it, but but what are the main barriers here? Uh, now, the first main barrier is political views, and I'm not going to discuss that today, because polit- politics are a lot based on your personal situation. They're also a lot based on your upbringing, um, uh, as we discussed uh, at the start of last year when we were talking about partisan voting, and, and a lot of politics can come down to that. What I want to discuss is capitalism, because... Why wouldn't we want to discuss capitalism? Because I couldn't understand why some businesses, not all businesses, some businesses really reject the millennial system. Um, there was a shop the other day I was thinking of. I can't remember who it was. Um, but they basically just rejected anything which came out of the generation I'm in. Um, they didn't want to bend their business model. They wouldn't change their business practices. Um and in fact, it, you know, big companies like Toys R Us have fallen to this, Woolworths, um, and they they were huge companies, these companies which could never fail, and they failed. And why did they fail? They failed because they wouldn't adjust their business model. They wouldn't adjust to the market which was around them, and so other businesses have have kind of grasped onto that and gone, "Yes, I need to change, and I need to go and do and be, and 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 we're going to sell more and all this kind of stuff." And that's good marketing. That's get that solid, uh, solid business model. Uh, and just over the ones who have taken that as their their moniker in the same way that we did with the word millennials, and they've just. Gone against it, and said, "No, we're not changing. That's wrong. We're gonna, we're gonna keep doing what we're doing." And they've, they've thrived. Some businesses have thrived doing that because it's a business model which other generations are familiar with. Um, and that, that we'll see how that goes. We don't know how that goes. They, we're now we're in a situation where we we can't really tell where that will end up. Um, but we do keep see bu- seeing businesses fail. Now, the reaction to businesses and reaction to business models like that, for a lot of my generation, is anger. It is one of, oh my god, why are you doing this, or why is the system so broken? Uh, a huge example of that would be internet providers. Um, internet providers, for a lot of countries, are a huge point of frustration because their business model is based on an old business model. It's based on the idea of supply and demand Uh, Oh, that's my alarm going off. Um, Supply and demand. Uh, But to the extent of the same way television is. Uh, Television in the UK is quite strange compared to other countries. So in the UK, if you have a television, you have to have a television license. That was the the old model. That was the basic system around which the world was based. Um, And with your television license, you were able to get... This is going way back when. I'm going back like 20 years or so. um, You were able to get about five channels. And everyone had access to those five channels because you could get them through an aerial. And so you basically, anyone with an aerial could get access to those channels. Therefore, if you had a television, you need to pay a television license. And that paid for things like the BBC, uh, ITV, um, which were two of two of the brands on those channels. Now, that worked for a while. And then suddenly the internet appeared, and suddenly everything became more digital. And suddenly you didn't need an aerial, you needed a cable. Um, And it got messier and messier and messier and messier. And And so the TV license board basically tried to crack down on it, you know, introduce satellite television. Why would you need a TV license for something you receive through a satellite? Why would you pay for channels you're not even going to watch anymore? If you're not watching the BBC and you spend all day on Sky why would you want a TV license? Because your TV license is just funding the BBC. So it became structurally unsound. So what they did was they modified the law around the television license to be, you need a television license for any terrestrial programming. So anything you can receive on uh, Freeview or via an aerial or Sky um, or any live programming. So anything football, wrestling, live debate, anything which required live streaming, uh, even if you weren't playing on a television, even if you were playing on a laptop or a computer, um, or your phone, you require a television license. And that's how they, they fixed fixed their law. Uh, I'm doing a nice air quote. if you, you know. um, And then the internet providers basically ran the same model. They went along and said, okay, well, we'll do bundles the same way television companies do. Um, and you'll only get so much for what you pay and then we'll gradually increase the price of the bundles each time and remove things from the lower tier bundles forcing you to upgrade or lose channels the longer you're with them and that is a terrible business model it is the worst business model to the point where the majority of my generation are just abandoning it they're just saying I don't need television I can survive without it. Just give me an internet connection. That's all I want. All I want is an internet connection. And I will sit and watch and do whatever I want. And I'm not even going to get a TV license. I'm not going to get a TV license. Because I don't have a television which has an aerial. And I don't have any streaming content. I can't watch things on the BBC. It's not the biggest loss in the world. Netflix came along and solved that for me. You know. Hulu. You name it. We're there. So... That is a, a prime example of a business which is refusing to kind of change, and will need to change. Um, television companies, internet companies, you they're going to need to change, and they are. They're doing it real gradual. But what was the point I was trying to make? So the point I was trying to make is like that we get to this point of frustration with things, and then it causes all this rage. It causes people to really kind of push and go, oh no, this is terrible, blah, 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 blah. Which I feel like is a lot of wasted energy, if if that makes sense. It's completely wasted energy to look at a company which makes a product and say, spend hours talking about it, spend days posting about it, highlighting it, when the pure and simple logic functionality of capitalism and consumerism is, is that if someone doesn't buy a product, the product fails and something more suitable comes along. Now, I live in a capitalist society. and Whether people want to admit it or not, I live in a society in the UK which is based around consumerism and product selling. And the way to defeat that, the way to always defeat it, is, is just to stop buying it. Just, Just give in and go, all right, well... It's not useful to me. Um, So I was having a conversation with a friend the other day, and there was a couple of great points she made. So uh, first off was I'm currently boycotting a coffee shop. I'm not going to say which one. Um, And I haven't told anyone I'm doing it. And her rebuttal to this is, well, if you don't tell anyone you're doing it, then what's the point? Nobody knows. The the coffee shop owner is certainly gonna, not going to know a singular customer, um, ignoring it. Um, so what is the point? And I'm, my thought to me was, well, I'm not... I don't want my money to fund something which I don't agree with. So I'm just avoiding it. I'm not, I'm not making a big song and dance out of it. I'm not making a social media post out of it. I'm just saying, eh, you know what, I'm done with that. I don't really want... I'm not fussed about that. And it's it's the same with any product. I've got a couple of friends who... Uh, they don't eat Nestle products. They, you know, because of Nestle's bad track record with environment and human rights, they just go, well, you know what? I can live without it. I can... It's not something that I need. They don't make a big song and dance out of it. They just say, nah, I'm, I'm done with it. And that... It does affect sales. If someone asks me about it, yeah, I'll explain it. I it's It's just a kind of... It's like kind of quiet anarchy. It's quietly pushing back and saying, well, you know, I'm just going to stop using it. And then if someone asks me about it, I'll tell them about it. And maybe they'll agree. Maybe they'll join me in my boycott. Um, well, my boycott actually was inspired by a friend who, who pointed out to me. So it became this kind of like little, little sort thing. And the secondary point which they made was uh, (laughs) essentially just, it was a very well-summed-up way of thinking about my life, um, is that if I go out into the world and I can't find something which I need or something which is relevant to me, I just make it. But that's me. That's my personal thing. Currently, I'm looking for a pair of boots, and the pair of boots doesn't exist uh, that I want, so I'm going to end up making a pair of boots or modifying a pair of boots. And again, supply and demand. I have a demand for a product which doesn't exist. none of these companies fit the product which I want to buy, so I'm just going to stop using those companies and make something of my own until the companies change and I get it i'm one i'm 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 minute in terms of the grand scheme of the world and and how things work and my my personal actions may not affect it in the same way of recycling my My personal singular actions probably aren't going to affect much; they're just not I'm aware of that does not stop me doing it doesn't stop me you know participating in what my view of the world should be and so I do that that's the basis of it now the title of this post was maybe confusing um, but it may not be confusing so I got thinking about a whole anger from all other generations about our generation and other companies and why there is such a level of anger and I realized this because as children you are introduced to their system you are introduced to their way of thinking uh, their, their methodologies and, and their businesses and their products and societals and religion and blah blah blah, blah, blah 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 and then at some point you might decide to go oh actually this isn't for me i don't agree with it and for the most part most generations will do that any generation will go out and say oh The people who were doing it before, I don't really agree with them, so I'm not going to go do it. And it causes a backlash, because you're basically just throwing away everything the previous generation had gotten used to. Probably helped form, probably helped set up. And you're not really giving them a reason, other than you think it's it's wrong. You, You know, you don't see a use for it. It's times of change. Technology's moved on. Reality has altered itself in such a way that you don't need it anymore. And when something like religion, obviously that causes huge ripples because for the most part you might be throwing away thousands of years of of ideology. Um, And same with uh, kind of family matters. You're you're throwing away generational um, intricacies. But when it comes to money and when it comes to to a, a society about products and businesses and systems it's It's quite strange that people are so passionate about it about keeping that that one line of this is how we do it, and things have to work this way now, back to my point on rage. I don't think businesses respond to rage. There's a lot of things going on right now where businesses are getting involved in social debates in order to sell you products. Everyone's aware of this this is how you sell is good advertising. You know, it's the whole uh, LGBT thing of if you have a lot of LGBT presence, you tend to get companies suddenly very interested in it and they may be doing it as a sport and fantastic if they are, but a lot of companies are doing it to highlight their business. They're doing it as a way of advertising in the same way when it comes to heritage projects and anniversaries of things. I live in Lincolnshire. There is a lot of heritage product, projects in Lincolnshire. Um they come out and they say, oh, yes, it's the 100 centenary of blah, 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 blah. Um, so everyone's suddenly supporting that. And it's, again, it's an advertising technique. It's a way of saying, hey, look, we're involved. We're part of your society. We understand the things which you're interested in. And therefore, you should come buy from us. Oh, didn't you not know about us before? We make signs. And now you know you can come see us and, and buy signs from us because you're aware that we exist. And we got involved in this. And it's, that's, that's essentially how business works. It's, it's, it's advertising through social media. Through social means uh through general common knowledge um and you you're more likely to get highlighted if you're involved in things, you know even this podcast, if I talk about current events, my video will probably get more views than if I just sit and ramble for an hour about cheese. You know people interested in cheese might do it, but unless there's a cheese movement going on, people ain't going to come along and listen to it. I use cheese a lot as a demonstration for things. I realized this recently as well um so to rage against them didn't really make sense. It's a lot of wasted effort. It's a lot of, yeah, yeah wrong, and the company going, all right, I'm still going to do what I do. Still going to, still going to just keep doing what I do. Cause it's not really going to affect their sales. Because you find, and I find, if someone's screaming at you, it's a lot easier to ignore than someone who doesn't want to talk to you anymore. Now we're about to get into relationships. So if you are dating or you ever have ever dated, there could be a difference between between your world and my world, but generally you meet people and you hear their stories and you hear the like the relationships and the dates which affected them most. Now if someone's got a story about someone who is angry or abusive, generally they, they can see that. That is a clear sign. It is a sign which that is wrong and therefore I'm going to cut it off. I'm going to make a conscious decision to not be involved in that thing. And I'm going to tell everyone about it as a warning. That is fair enough. That is, that is the right thing to do. We've discussed this before. If, it cut it, if you cut it off, it dies. But the ones which get talked about more are people who just disappear. I believe the term is ghosting. Um I I'm sure there's other terms terms for it as well. Um, but those are the ones which get affected the most. Like you you know, people go on a date. They say, Oh yeah, the day went really well. Uh, we seem to be getting along, blah 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 and they just stop talking to me. And that, that bothers people more because there's no closure to it. There's no there's no cap off ending to say this is what went wrong. This is what you need to change. Um and if anything, it's it plays into that whole playing hard to get aspect of of dating which is terrible by the way don't do that <laughs> and it's just it feeds that insecurity which is why I chose the title which I did now to me if you have a problem with a business and this is again we're going to say we're on about businesses today if you have a problem with a business and you really want that business to change you can shout about it you can highlight it you can show off the bad things about it but nothing affects that business more Then if you just start to ghost it and you don't really give it a reason why. The whole system, the whole consumer, oh Jesus, the whole consumer capitalist society or system is based around the idea of feeding the need of the people. If the people stop needing something, then they have to change and they have to make a move to change. And if they won't change, then fair enough, you know, you're failing at the very system you're participating in. So... My advice... Within life... Is... You know... Get involved in capitalism... But you're going to... There's no way around it... If you were born... Your parents will likely buy you products... You will see things advertised to you... You will not have a choice... In participating in the society... In the way that it is constructed... And performed by your parents... So unless your parents... Are super into... Raging against the machine... The likelihood is you're going to have a standard introduction to society. Regardless of race, religion, or creed, you will have a standard introduction which matches up with the people around you because that's their system. That's that's their, that's their way of doing things. And you can come back at it and you can fight against it if you want and you can go, yeah, no, fuck this, blah, 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 blah. And that's fine. But the likelihood is you're going to be ignored. The likelihood is... People are just going to go, oh no, you're just, you're doing it over the top, making a big deal out of nothing, it's really not that bad, you can just ignore it, it's fine. And they'll ignore you, because you're making a lot of noise, and making a lot of noise is a good way to get ignored. You know, if a child has a tantrum, what do you do? Pay attention to it? No, you ignore it. You tell it that that tantrum is not good enough, that they need to learn to use their words, they need to learn to process information into the world. Now, if you participate in the system, and then you just suddenly stop using the system, that's much more effective, I've found. It's kind of like when you have a credit card. Never had a credit card. But you have a credit card, and you use it for a while, and you just stop using it. And you don't use it for a long while, and then the credit card company rings you, to say, "Have you lost your credit card? Are you are you okay? Is everything okay?" Because they're concerned that you're not using their product anymore. They're concerned that you're not racking up interest, that you're not you're not handling it, you know. They can they can cut off your credit card for not using it. You got to make them come to you. Because once they come to you, they're in a position of wanting to actually listen to what the problem is. You know, you stop using television providers you stop going to certain restaurants at some point that provider that restaurant is going to sit back and go why are we losing customers we need to talk to people to find out why we are losing customers they'll have ignored the person who was yelling at them for two months about the you know the size of their food or whatnot and it's it's fair enough you come to that point where they need you and that is how you beat the machine You don't beat the machine by screaming at it, by destroying it. You beat the machine by going out with it a few times, having a good time, everything seems to be going well, and then you just deciding not to be with that anymore. Don't rage against the machine, sleep with it once and then never call it again. Guarantee that machine will come find you and ask you why. That's as simple as I can put it. That's as simple as I feel, anyway. I don't know, you may feel I'm being completely wrong. Obviously, this doesn't apply to all things. Obviously, there are things which need to be stopped in their tracks. So, the only way to do that is with large actions, uh, such as shouting. And I'm not going to condone violence, but activism is is required in some cases. But, in terms of just your day-to-day shopping, your day-to-day living... How you feel about different products and different causes. This is a simple yet effective way of doing it. And you can indoctrinate or add people to your cause as you go. You know, it's like, cool, you don't like Nestle products. Chat to someone who eats Nestle products if they ask and go, alright, well this is why I don't eat Nestle products. Maybe maybe you agree, maybe you don't. But we won't know until you try. And then suddenly Nestle is like, why are we losing customers? Like, oh, maybe because you said that water isn't a human right. Maybe that's why. <laughs> You've got, to put, you've got to put companies in positions where they need to listen to you. You keep their businesses running. You are integral to their business model. Because if there is no customer, there is no profit. If there is no profit, there is no business. Therefore, they won't keep going. And businesses who will listen to you will pop up. Let me know what you think. Do you think the system will work? I don't know but it's what I do it's how I live my life caught some businesses tell them the pretty and then never call them again I'll talk to you guys later bye